always on. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor here. I'm so glad that you've tuned in with us today. Uh, this past Sunday, we had a great message that was shared with us by our administrative pastor, Miranda West, and there was a problem with that recording, and it didn't record well, and we felt so strongly that we needed to share this message with you guys. And so we have re-recorded that message here today for you guys. So without any further ado, I just want to continue in our series, Hearts on Fire, with our administrative pastor, Miranda West. so glad to be here with you today. I'm Miranda. I'm the administrative pastor here at Maison. We're in our second week of our series, Hearts on Fire. We're looking at several passages leading up to Pentecost. Last week, Drake spoke on Jesus's promise of the Holy Spirit. We were reminded that sometimes we expect the Holy Spirit to be expressed as speaking in tongues or hand-waving or dancing in the aisles. However, we were reminded that we needed to pay attention to the unexplained and be willing to trust that those places are where the Holy Spirit is also at work. It's the movement of the Holy Spirit that will change our community and our city. It's in love and truth that the Holy Spirit works. This week, we are celebrating the Ascension of Jesus. There are a few places where this event is recorded. The main passage we're going to look at today is Acts 1, 6-14. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. They were looking intently up to the sky as he was going, and suddenly two men dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from a hill, from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. It feels like there are two different things happening in this passage. First, we have the disciples impatiently wanting to know when the things Jesus promised would happen, and then we also have Jesus leaving. Focus. What comes to your mind when I say the word? I'd like for you to take a minute and think about what this word means. This past weekend, we had the same discussion, and some of the things that they came up with in the room were concentration, um, details, making things clearer, free from distraction, an eye on the prize. Someone even mentioned a camera lens. So what did you come up with? 
The disciples in this passage are focused on Jesus. First, they want to know when what he promised would be coming true. The Israelites had not been their own nation for quite some time, and all of their sacred texts pointed to a coming Messiah who would deliver them from being subjects of someone else's kingdom. Jesus has already risen from the dead and fulfilled that promise, so now they're impatiently wondering about some of the other promises. Has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Sounds like the disciples were about as good as waiting as we can be sometimes. Patience isn't usually our default. It's something that comes through practice. Last week, I took a road trip with my kids to see my brother in Virginia. According to maps, it's a 10 and a half hour trip, but with stops and potty breaks, it ends up being closer to 13 hours door to door. There's often the question of, is it time for a potty break? Are we there yet? When will we be there? How much longer do we have to wait? When can we play on screens? When our focus is too narrow, we can miss the greater picture. And when we focus on the destination, we can miss the journey along the way. I also usually get antsy towards the end of the trip, especially when we're getting close to the destination. Do you really need a bathroom break right now? Or can you wait 20 minutes until we make it to the destination? Jesus reminds the disciples that it's not for them to know the dates and times when these remaining promises would come to pass. He reminds them that they will have a helper, the Holy Spirit, and that there is still more to be done before they reach the destination, that they need to be patient, but that while they are waiting, there is something to work on. In this passage, Jesus reminds the disciples that they are to be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This sounds very much like the passage in Matthew with the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of all the nations. There was still more to be done before they reached the final destination. I wonder if they would have been more willing to be patient with the fulfillment of the other promises if they had embraced their role as missionaries better. Back to my physical travels last week. One of my kids' favorite questions is when can we play on screens? I usually don't let them play on screens until after 2 o'clock or so, and we leave at 5 a.m. On long car rides, screens, or a good book can be a nice distraction from the miles and miles on the highway. But if we only focus on the destination or lean too hard into our chosen distractions, we may miss the flowers blooming on the side of the road or a sunrise along the way. We may miss some of the wonder and beauty that is along the journey. The second part of this passage we see the disciples focused on Jesus' ascension into heaven. The disciples have basically had this bonus time with Jesus, but we know he didn't only spend time with them. There are accounts of him spending time with others as well. But for now, the group is all back together, and Jesus has even taken them to a mountaintop. I wonder if they knew something was coming. Hang out with the same people long enough, and you start to recognize patterns. You can predict what someone will do when you know them well. Ever get together with your people and you have a great time, but that's coming to a close and you have no idea when everyone will be together like this again? In my life, this reminds me of the close of a fair show. Our cast has usually been working together every weekend for the last four to five months and built quite a camaraderie. There's a song we sing on the final night of fair. It's usually just those who have been on the chessboard cast. The line in the song says, we may and might never all meet here again. It's a bittersweet way to acknowledge that even if we all came back together tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, it wouldn't be the same. 
that we would all be new versions of ourselves, that some people might not be able to make it back with us. And on those nights, amid packing up, I often watch my friends walk across the darkened fairgrounds, watching them until I can't see them anymore, wishing them safe travels until we meet again. I imagine this is what the disciples were doing, watching Jesus leave them again, knowing that it would never be the same, feeling sadness at their friend leaving, the change they hoped would have come having not been completed, not knowing exactly how to carry out that change. However, if we only focus on the loss and change, we can miss the joyous times we had together and the wonderful memories we built and the new adventures we have before us. When we met in person, we played a short little game here. You can find a link to that game on YouTube. You'll have to keep your own score. So, how did you do? Were you able to tell what the items were when they were zoomed in? We've looked at the disciples' focus in this passage, but what's our focus as a church? I think our mission, vision, and values shape our focus. Do you know our mission? Here's a hint. Maison is based on a Greek word, which means greater. Our mission is to create greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. Do you know our vision? These are the specific ways we want to carry out our mission. It's got three pieces. The first one is we want to be a home to the spiritually homeless. And this was one of the visions that FCC was founded on over 100 years ago. Our second part is to be a center of innovation for the creative community. This is part of why we partner with local arts organizations. And lastly, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. One of the ways we're fulfilling this is through our continuing partnership with Weeks of Compassion and Gainesville Community Ministries. Lastly, what are our values? There's five, and they all start with B. Belong, believe, become, beauty, and benevolence. We are of the mind that people belong in community, even if they don't believe the same things we do. And when people choose to believe in the way of Jesus, we think they will choose to become more like Jesus. We also think that the beauty of creation shows the creativity of God. And Maison exhibits the value of benevolence by taking 10% of the generous donations you give and putting them towards our compassion efforts. Using these as our lens, we can bring into focus where we want to go as a church, the projects we want to focus on, and the people we want to reach. In light of much of the recent legislation, one thing we've discussed here as a lead team is that we want to focus on the good in people, and we want to focus on the things we have in common. As people, we can often see those as different from us as dangerous. And for years, the church has created an us and a them, Jews and Gentiles. Jesus came to save us all, just as we are. Here at Maison, we want to create greater spaces. We want to be like Jesus and reach out to the marginalized, to let them know that they are seen, valued, and loved just as they are. Those greater spaces mean making room for those who aren't here yet, making sure that they are welcome and that they have a safe place to process their hurts and to heal. One area we want to focus on this summer is creating unity between our two congregations. One way we're hoping to do this is through having several summer events where we can all gather together and get to know each other. Also, beginning next week, we're encouraging everyone to worship together at the 1030 service. Lastly, we'll be forming an organized hospitality team. You'll have the opportunity to join a rotating team of people to welcome new and old faces here on campus, to assist with creating a welcoming environment and be the hands and feet of Jesus. 
If you're interested in joining the hospitality team, send us a message. When our focus is too narrow, we can miss the greater picture. If we accidentally focus only on those who are here with us now and only on keeping those same people with us, we miss out on all the people who are yet to join us. We miss out on new adventures and relationships. We miss out on being a movement for wholeness in this fragmented world. If we only focus on the way things have always been done, we may miss out on new opportunities. Just as the disciples had to be patient with coming changes, so too do we have to be patient with changes that are happening. We need to be willing to give time for changes to bring growth. When our focus is too broad, we risk being out of focus. Just like a good camera, we need to make sure that we are continually adjusting our focus to make sure that we are focused on Jesus and sharing the gospel. I'm excited for the future of our church, and I'm excited to grow alongside you. Let us pray. Lord, help us to focus on the things you have for us. Help us to know when to zoom in and when to zoom out. Guide our eyes to see the opportunities around us to help bring others into community. Guide our hands and feet to be servants to those in need. Guide our hearts to give us closer relationship with you. Give us patience for the growth and changes that are happening.